I am Roy Malloy and you are listening to The Dawn of Crime, a podcast I've dedicated to uh, looking closely at the biographies of the people who did things that made us who we are today. A lot of the time they're the counterculture heroes or the anti-heroes and the crooks and the criminals who did things that made us think twice about who we are and offer reform to our laws in a lot of cases uh, to make sure that we can prevent them from succeeding. Um, In this podcast, I'm going to be talking a little bit about one of the holes in my most recent project. A lot of you would be aware that I recently launched, um, published the Squizzy Taylor biography, and for me it was the biggest project I'd undertaken so far. Um, It was heavier in words than any other book I've written, um, and it required more background knowledge and reading than any other uh, book I've published. So I think I read about 30,000 newspaper articles, the research took about seven years, and um, it came out well because I feel like I captured uh, a good insight into who he was without necessarily being able to dwell on any one part. And I think that's one of the first holes, is that um, the, the book itself had a number of places and areas that I would love to have been able to really unpack, go into a lot more detail, talk about the people who were in that part of the story. But I had to stay focused on the fact that it was a biography about Squizzy, not about other people. And ultimately, uh, if I stopped long enough to unpack uh, the stories of other side characters, I I really would have been um, doing a disservice to the main story about Squizzy. So that's that's one of the holes, I guess, in what I did in producing the book about Squizzy. Um, I think chief among them are two people. I would love to have been able to write um, a lengthy biography of um, Albert MacDonald, and Albert really was a massive part of the Fitzroy Vendetta, third only to Squizzy and Henry Stokes. And I guess Henry Stokes had a lot of fame of his own. He was, I don't know if fame is the right word, but he was known heavily amongst the police and society for running two up schools and sly grog. So anybody that said, oh, I'm an associate of uh, Henry Stokes. It was a pretty condemning uh, statement to make. But Albert MacDonald was a, a war hero. He had fought in France and the French had offered him uh, medals for bravery for what he did, I believe, in Flanders. Now, I haven't yet done the full research on him, but he is a fascinating character in the story of Squizzy Taylor. and really does need to be acknowledged in a public and media kind of way. The other one is Dolly Gray. Now, a lot of you would know that name. Dolly was the first love of Squizzy. I believe she was from Bendigo. Now, we look at Squizzy and we say North Fitzroy, or a lot of people will align Squizzy with Fitzroy and North Fitzroy. Um, but the Squizzy Taylor story really is very regional. He spent a lot of time in um, Bendigo as a child. His, parent, his father, and I believe also possibly his mother, are from Bendigo. Um, when his dad dies, when, he's, when Squizzy's very young, he's fostered out variously to different places. And one of them is a Methodist church in Bendigo. He, he's fostered out to the, the, the I'm going to say priests. I don't, are they a, a pastor? I don't know. Whatever the, the clergy is for the Methodists, that's what he's, he's given to the care of this bloke. And he lives with a number of other boys in a, a kind of a pocket-sized uh, boys' home in Bendigo. He goes back to Bendigo a lot. Um, One of his first known infringements of the law is in Bendigo playing football on a Sunday 
and uh, goading people as they were entering church. Uh, he's also done in, in, in Bendigo a couple more times. So we know that Squizzy is heavily involved in Bendigo. And uh, the, first, the first sighting we have of Dolly Gray, she's got a house of ill repute, so a brothel. And in that house, the police round up Dolly, Squizzy, and a number of other people who are all incredibly well-known to the police, um, including a guy called uh, Ramage. Ramage was one of a partner pair. He and another guy called Buck. These are their last names. I can't remember their first names off the top of my head, but Buck and Ramage would get drunk and literally just go to town to find and fight police on their beat. They were absolutely savage. But Squizzy liked to align himself with bigger, tougher boys, and um, that was Buck and Ramage. So the police rounded them up and tried to do them with, you know, being suspected persons, but they, they didn't have any luck. Um, but that's where we first see Dolly Gray. Short time later, Squizzy's in court, and um, the prosecution says, Do you know Dolly Gray? Squizzy says something to the effect of, I know my wife, and that's her name, Mrs. Taylor. So he says he's married to her in court. He's under oath as well. Um, after extensively searching all records, I found no record that Squizzy ever married anybody before his first real wife, Lorna Kelly. So he was with Dolly for a considerable amount of time. Anytime he was running low on luck, he would bounce in and stay with her. She had a number of establishments, including a very famous one in Little Lonsdale Street in Melbourne. And uh, Squizzy goes to court because he's having fist fights with people out the front and uh, all sorts of things. But Dolly is a fascinating character. She also bails out, uh, goes to court to bail out a number of young men who were all rounded up together pickpocketing at a cinema in the eastern suburbs there was a picture show being shown in the, like a church hall and uh, this group of young men were waiting till there was a throng of people all lined up to get tickets and they'd jump in the line and push against the people in front of them and as they were pushing they get their hands in the overcoats and pull out wallets and all sorts of things um, it, was a, it was a signature move of Squizzy to do that to wait till there was a crowd and push in. There's a couple of instances in his life, in his story, where it looks like, in honesty, it really looks like Squizzy is running schools to teach others how to pickpocket. He's, he's rounded up a few times, but when these blokes are, are arrested, Dolly Gray goes to their aid and bails them out. So, look, it, it links Dolly to Squizzy over and over again. Not that she's just doing him a favour, but it really links... Dolly and Squizzy in a way that is, you know, very substantial. The the issue with Dolly Gray is it's not that I, I I couldn't biographize her. I literally can't find anything about her. She doesn't show up in any birth records, any death records, uh, any newspaper articles. Really are like, like they're talking about. I don't know a fictitious character. Um, I don't know. You just. Dolly Gray doesn't come out as a real person, in my opinion. So I do believe it's an alias. It's um, a name she's given herself, uh, I don't know, in, in that kind of world. You know, Squizzy is a great name, and uh, Dolly just is what she's called, but I don't believe it's her real name. There's no prison records for any Dolly Gray. Um, and it, it seems extraordinary to me that she hasn't been arrested. Like, almost improbable. So I guess 
the story of Squizzy Taylor still has so many things that need to be added. Um, and, and you can't really judge the life of Squizzy or, or really understand it and know it without also understanding all the other factors that play into it. It's like understanding a river without understanding all the small streams that run into it. What, what's, what do they contain to make up this grander river? Same with Squizzy. What do all the smaller stories contain that make up his own life story? I've started working on a few different pieces and um, you'll know that I've, I've published a series of quarterly books called The Dawn of Crime. I published four last year. I, I'm aspiring to publish as many this year. And um, the books themselves are really a dumping ground, I've got to be honest, where I place the stories that i found that I, I found just subsequently while I was researching Squizzy or, or anything else I'm writing. I find these stories and I just feel that they're too incredible to then go, oh, that's nice, and walk off. So I place them in the dawn of crime. I try and give them a theme of sorts. Um, and and this, this dawn of crime is no exception. There's a couple of stories that feed into Squizzy without necessarily being enough content to put in his biography. Um, the next Dawn of Crime will be out, I believe, in a couple of months, and I'm uh, pretty excited about it. Um, huge kudos to Tammy, who just keeps editing my work faithfully. He's such a gem. Um, in the meantime, though, head over to Facebook and check out a bunch more of my stuff on Roy Malloy Author. You've got to put the word author in there. Um, and this is just a podcast that give, brings you up to speed a little bit with what I'm doing, and um, I'll, be, I'll be doing a few more podcasts soon. But thanks so much for all your support. And uh, remember, grab your copy of Squizzy Taylor, the biography, just by Googling those words. Squizzy Taylor, biography, and Roy Malloy. I've been Roy Malloy. This is the Dawn of Crime. Thank you for listening.